Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's-only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. Uh, Welcome to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and thank you so much for joining us. My guest is Dr. Paul Singh who's an assistant professor of ophthalmology and clinical researcher. And he's going to share with me some exciting news for those of you that are suffering from macular degeneration. So let's talk a little bit about the problem with macular degeneration. I know that now we have uh, the injections, which can be beneficial in many patients, but the long-term studies just aren't that great. I know I looked at the CAT study and just about everybody that had injections over a five-year period had uh, less vision than when they started. So we're looking for technologies that can slow this process. And I think we have something that has uh, piqued the interest of a lot of ophthalmologists. So let's talk about the macular degeneration problem first, and then we'll go into the the new technology. Sure. You know, I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, macular degeneration is one of the toughest diseases that we face in ophthalmology. You know, we've had such great technology improvements in cataract and glaucoma and other conditions, but with macular, you know, we've had a very difficult time addressing people who have earlier degeneration. So you mentioned injections. You know, degeneration is, is a problem with the center of the vision, which is called a macula. We have the most receptors for central clarity of vision. And there's a lot of metabolism there. So I tell patients all the time, it's basically a buildup of, of waste products in the, in the center of the eye that cause scarring. And in one of the layers of the, of the, of the retina, the back lining of the eye. And what, what right now, we don't have a lot to, to tell patients except for take vitamins. You know, wear sunglasses, don't smoke. About, these are typical kind of discussions we have, but we can't do much else to help prevent it from progressing except for those simple uh, actions. Once it becomes extremely advanced, then you have something called wet degeneration, where there's actually what we call leaking or bleeding of the, of the blood vessels in the back of the eye. We have those injections that can help stop the leaking or bleeding of those blood vessels. But by then, it's already been pretty significant. It's already more advanced by then when we have wet degeneration. So the key is how do we somehow address these patients earlier in the disease process and maybe halt the disease or just at least slow it down and kind of modify the disease? And, and that's where we've had a hard time historically until this new laser that's come out called 2RT, uh, which is a definitely what we call a retinal rejuvenation type of laser, which I can talk about as well. Well, it's, it's interesting. This laser uses a low energy of light, correct? Uh, yeah. a, Go ahead. Sorry. It's, it's a low, low laser energy, so it isn't like the typical laser that has that intense energy that causes a retinal burn. Exactly right. That's the big difference. So historically, you know, we've had lasers in ophthalmology for, for decades, uh, since the 70s and 80s. And initially, it started with what we call, uh, you know, um, milliseconds. So there's always a how quick and how long of a duration of the laser pulse. And so uh, initial argon lasers, we call them, they had the great big uses in, in, in retina. They would actually be able to protect people with diabetes. We would kind of burn the periphery of the retina to decrease the oxygen, the band of the eye. So these lasers were, were wonderful. But when it comes to the sensor of the eye, the macula, if you use a laser that's like that, which has thermal damage, it can destroy the full thickness of the retina. And so the problem is if you do a laser in the center of the eye, you actually destroy some of that, also the healthy uh, receptors. So you have a lot of collateral damage with these what we call thermal lasers or these millisecond lasers. 
So what this laser is, is 2RT laser is a nanosecond laser. Very, very short duration. And the delivery of energy is, is a non-continuous state, meaning it's, it's not a continuous pulse, basically, and it's spread out with a, in a larger spot size, what we call 400 microns. So it, it, it's, it's, almost like, uh, it's almost like you're painting the retina very lightly with this, with this and, laser. Very good analogy. Absolutely right. So you're basically being able to... What really intrigued me, really intrigued me about this laser, because for the last 10 years, those of you that listen to Healthy Vision know that I'm a big advocate of using the cold laser to help macular degeneration and syntonic light therapy. And Dr. Singh, you may not be familiar with syntonic light therapy, but this is using um, non-coherent light uh, where the patient looks at different filters of light and the syntonic light uh, and has been shown to help regenerate the retina, these, this low energy of non-coherent light. And the cold laser, uh, using red infrared light, uh, shining it through mm-hmm. a closed eyelid, there's been several studies that have shown that it helps reduce the damage of macular degeneration. In fact, I could send you the articles demonstrating yeah. the use of the cold laser. And so that's why I became so intrigued because this laser kind of goes along with my philosophy. Let's use a laser for regeneration, not destruction. Because many of the listeners know that, oh, the laser for macular degeneration uh, or the laser for diabetic retinopathy, we're destroying the retina with a highly intense laser. Uh, And the same thing, years ago, we would use the, the laser for wet macular. We would actually destroy the leaking blood vessels, but at the same time that we would destroy the leaking blood vessels, we would be destroying uh, healthy functioning retinal cells. So it was a, it was a problem. We're helping the patient, but we're destroying part of the eye. Exactly. And exactly right. With this nanosecond laser, it stimulates, it basically disrupts versus, versus destroys. And what it does, it stimulates a natural reaction in the eye in the, in the, one of the membranes called the, the RPEI Brooks membrane, which is a, where we think the area of damage is occurring from macular generation. So it stimulates that part of it, but it does not affect the light cells or the photoreceptors, which is really the, the cells that help us see. And so what it does, it stimulates uh, the kind of nutritional transportation, which is what we think is happening. We think that there's a decrease in the transportation of, of, of nutrition from the blood vessels behind the retina to the retina, and that's what's causing a buildup of what we call lipid and other, other junk, I call it, <laughs> to my patients. And so this is stimulating that, that restores that layer to allow that transportation to actually clean up, so to speak. And it's similar to in glaucoma. There's a, there's a laser called SLT in glaucoma that also allows it to rejuvenate the drainage system of the eye naturally by releasing enzymes in the body, what we call metalloproteinases, that help us open the drain. It's the same principle. We're actually allowing the own body to release its own enzymes and chemicals to open up and really help clean out those nasty junk that's building up in the retina. So you're absolutely right. We're rejuvenating the receptors and, and the health of the retina versus destroying and, and blocking. Yeah, because I always, I always describe to my patients that the earliest changes in macular degeneration, the retinal cells are becoming constipated. They can't get rid yep. of the toxins and, and debris. So um, we need to treat those retinal cells. Uh, and, of course, then... That's why I'm an advocate of drinking uh, more water, detoxifying the body, you know, shifting your diet, avoiding uh, smoking and all these things that can cause additional damage. But this laser 
uh, really intrigued me because it's looking at actually stimulating uh, um, is it stimulating Brooks membrane and the retinal pigment epithelium at the same time or what what is the actual mechanism yeah we think it's ha- it's actually helping the so is it really more the RPE, but we think so. We think the area of pathology is actually Brooks membrane. So we think it's a combination of both. Um, and what it's, we think it's doing is it's causing a you know a, it's accessible the melanosomes and releases these enzymes, these metalloproteinases, which actually kind of clean up, kind of de, uh, get rid of some of the, the lipid deposits and the waste products that are building up there as well. So it is a combination of both, but it's specifically mm-hmm. in the RPE and behind versus. And more the inner retina, which is the you know receptors of the photoreceptors, which is what helps us see as well. So there's less collateral damage than these those, those older lasers that we used before as well. well the I bottom line, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling now because there's a saying: there's nothing new under the sun. But actually, the first ophthalmologist who advocated using this type of light therapy was Dr. William Bates in the early 1900s. If you can believe that. He talked about a procedure called sunning, where you close your eyes and look at the setting sun, and that the sun has the red, infrared energy. And you turn your head back and forth, and the the bright glow of the sun is transmitted to the retina. And he taught that this procedure could help rejuvenate the eye. And so now the studies that are being done with the red-infrared laser in this laser in a way, it's kind of proving what Dr. Bates did early on. Of course, he used, he used nature. He didn't have a, an expensive laser to deliver these uh, impulses. So I find, this, <laughs> I find this really, really fascinating. So Yeah, you know, great, great ideas uh, are not limited to the technology at the time. <laughs> so, but this, is a, pretty- this is an amazing technology, and we're coming up, we're coming up to another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the clinical results. So can this help you if you have macular degeneration? And also, can it have a benefit for other retinal problems, such as diabetic uh, macular edema? Uh, Is it beneficial with wet and dry? How about Stargardt's disease? Other problems. So you're listening to Healthy Vision with me as uh, Dr. Paul Singh. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the clinical applications and the results of this uh, new laser. We'll be right back after this break. Uh, welcome back. And with me is Dr. Paul Singh. So, Dr. Singh, let's talk about uh, your experience with this new laser and who can benefit from this new treatment. Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, based there was a study called a Lee study, which is the the laser study that was done for this for age related macular degeneration. Uh, it was a prospective study that was done over a few years and we published state of last year. And what we found, what they found in this study was a, a majority of patients in the study, seventy plus percent of patients who had a specific type of macular degeneration, uh, who did not have what we call reticular pseudodrusin, a specific type of kind of the, the clumping that's in the back of the eyes, is a specific type of clumping. Those who did not have this specific type of clumping found a significant difference. About 70% of patients plus 77% had a less chance of progression from intermediate to advanced stage of, of macular degeneration. So we talked about people who have earlier degeneration. Well, if you have macular degeneration, it's what we call dry. We have that scarring and that lipid deposits we talked about there. If you have that, we can't do much else for you. And so we have to wait until you have more advanced disease before we can do an injection or a laser, let's say a different laser. Well, this allows us now, and the study shows us that if you have specific type of degeneration without those 
particular pseudodrusin, you have a 70-plus percent chance of not progressing to the advanced stage compared to placebo. So that's a very, very big finding. So I think now we potentially have a way of rejuvenating patients who are have intermediate stage or earlier stage macular generation and helping them prevent from getting more advanced to the stage where they need the injections and other treatments. So I think it's, it's going to open up the eyes for a lot of ophthalmologists out in the world to say, hey, we now have a potential option versus just telling people deal with it and you know, no smoking and wear sunglasses, et cetera. So it's, it's a pretty big finding that we found in this study. In this so this, uh, this, sub- laser, uh, this laser then is more for prevention. So you would recommend a patient to have these laser treatments to prevent progression. So the laser itself doesn't improve the visual acuity or, or does it improve it in some cases? It doesn't. There was in, in the studies. There were a certain amount of patients who did have some improvement in, in the actual what we call drusen itself, or the less waste products we were seeing. And in some cases, there was some improvement in vision. But in the study itself, the, the, the conclusion was more for prevention to help prevent from advancing to the advanced stages. Mm-hmm. So um, you're recommending this laser for what type of patients in your practice? Yeah. So people who have in what we call intermediate stage or so macular generation was not wet, not did not leaking or bleeding, and who have uh, drusen that are not what we call reticular uh, pseudodrusen, which is a specific type of drusen, which an ophthalmologist could, could look at and see, um, then this would be a perfect laser. So about 70% of the people in the study were the, were the right candidates for this type of procedure. So majority of our patients who come into the eye doctor who have what we call intermediate, so they have dry macular degeneration, so they're taking the vitamins, they're doing everything they're told from the ophthalmologist who are more intermediate stage. Uh, who do not have to have injections, let's say, and we want to hopefully prevent them, my recommendation would be to consider having this laser done because it's, again, does not destroy the tissue. There's no, we did not see in that specific type of patient loss of vision by doing this laser, and we actually found better prevention of progression towards advanced stages. So about probably 70% of our patients who have macular generation dry type intermediate could qualify based upon the study for this type of, of laser treatment. So uh, I think it's a large, large population of patients that would be potentially benefit from this laser. So my interest, I was really excited to dis- discover this laser for, for two reasons. Number one, it uses um, my philosophy of using certain wavelengths of light to help regenerate a retina. Also, I think this may be a very good um, uh, synergistic treatment to use with some of the uh, therapies that I'm using right now, such as low-level electrical stimulation, microcurrent, which I have found to help not only improve the vision but prevent progression. So using these modalities and then using conventional light therapy, the cold laser and syntonic light therapy, it may work, work very, very well uh, combining these uh, modalities. Um, so the laser treatment itself, um, let's talk about how it's performed, how long does it take, how many treatments do you need? Sure, absolutely. So the, the procedure is done in the office. It's injections or patches in the eye or drops after the procedure. There's a lens that goes on the eye, and you look through kind of like a like a like an exam room lane, like you see in regular exam rooms. You had, it's a laser that's very typical of other lasers that we use, uh, and there's no pain felt by the patient as well. Uh, it takes just you know just minutes to do the laser, uh, so it's not a long long procedure. And uh, again. We're going to have to wait and see in terms of number of sessions over time, um, in terms of long-term uh, uh, advancements. But uh, the, the beautiful thing about this procedure, it's very minimally invasive. So for patients, 
they can come and go in the office, go back to regular activity you know, after the procedure, and not a lot of downtime, kind of like we talked about the laser treatment for floaters, similar procedure in terms of downtime for the patient after, after the procedure is done. So there's no uh, patching of the eye after the procedure and no... Um, no patching, uh, no, no injections. <laughs> and um, so uh, the, the recommended frequency now is every six months, is that correct? Yeah, it's a recommended frequency, but I think what we're going to see, depending on how, you know, again, when you look at real-life data as it comes out, when we look at, you know, phase four data and more treatments coming out with a different type of flow, uh, different type of macro-generation patients, we might see, just like we do with injections, the frequency may change, less or more, depending on the response rates, I think, we're going to see, but at this point, every six months is a recommended dose, but again, I think we're going to wait and see as time goes on, because it's non-destructive, I think we're going to see doctors to kind of tailor, depending on the outcomes and what they're seeing with their patients in their own offices. So this laser potentially has the uh, 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 could have the benefit for all, treating all different types of retinal disorders, you know, such as uh, Stargardt's disease, uh, uh, retinitis pigmentosa. Has anybody investigated these different disorders? Not that I'm aware of at this moment. I, I don't think that we have the data on those type of conditions because I think of that now that it really won't focus mostly on AMD. And, and it's such a new laser, not enough doctors have it to have a larger study. But I think you're absolutely right. I think because of the safety, again, and the relative non-thermal damage we don't see with, like, other lasers, we're not destroying the photoreceptors, I think there's a, there's a good good option to talk about other types of macular issues and other parafoveal, uh, which are, you know, issues around the center of the eye where we historically did not want to even touch because of risk of destroying the healthy cells. Now we may consider other procedures that we could not do and other conditions. This might be appropriate for those kind of patients. And we talked about diabetes. You know, this is, this is something that has been shown in studies to be as good as our older lasers, our thermal lasers, uh, to help with diabetes in terms of macular edema, clinically significant macular edema. And so I think in diabetic patients where, you know, let's say the injections aren't working as well or the, the swelling is right in the center of the eye and we were afraid to use a thermal laser that could destroy the healthy cells, this is another option too for, for diabetes patients. So I think in a number of issues, a number of conditions that affect the health of the retina and the retinal pigment epithelium, I think this is something that could be used, at least as addressed and, and I think studied more in the future as, as more doctors adopt this technology. Yeah, I think that the macular uh, edema in diabetics, this would have a tremendous application because often that's a frustrating condition to treat. And once again, many ophthalmologists are just resorting to injections. And I believe that the injections are just a short-term treatment. They may reduce the swelling and inflammation and improve the acuity temporarily. But now we're looking at a procedure that actually helps uh, regenerate the retina, uh, strengthens the retina, which uh, I think is, 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 a, is a needed procedure in ophthalmology. And I think this could really revolutionize uh, the way we approach a lot of these patients. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, we, we talk about injections. You're absolutely right. There's, there's, uh, we call anti-VEGF. There are uh, injections and steroid injections for diabetic macular edema in the macula. But um, you're right. There's risks of infection, risk of a pressure spike going up with steroid injections. And patients have to come back every month, sometimes every few months for these injections. So you're absolutely right. I think we, we historically love the injections because our lasers for macular degenerate, for macular edema cause destruction. And we don't want to cause loss of blood flow and cause more destruction of the macula, which is why we didn't use lasers often for macrodema, but now we have this type of laser that can augment with the injections. 
So you may want to do injections to get some of the swelling down. Do the laser to stimulate those cells and help rejuvenate those cells. It might be even more synergistic with each other than using the previous lasers with injections. So you're absolutely right. The potential for diabetes, I think, is, is significant, no doubt. And then we're all concerned with the injections, too, because there's been several studies that show that a large percentage of patients that get frequent injections will develop uh, scarring and, and damage and atrophy of the retinal pigment epithelium. So mm-hmm. this, is, uh, this, is, this is a procedure that I think is uh, welcomed in, in the area of ophthalmology, and especially in my practice because I'm looking at more uh, natural methods, methods to strengthen the eye to help treat the underlying cause. So I think this is a laser that fits that bill. So we're coming up to a close on Healthy Vision. And, and Dr. Singh, I want to thank you so much for taking time from your busy practice to share all this information. And let's keep in touch. I'd love to have you on the radio show again. Oh, I appreciate that. It was a wonderful conversation. I learned, I learned a lot from you, too. So thank you very much for that as well. And uh, if you want additional information, give the office a call at 800 800- Four three zero nine three two eight. This is your host, Doctor Edward Condra, wishing all of you good health and clear vision. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Doctor Condra's newsletter, visit us at healingtheeye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.